morning, contact family. It's good to be with you guys today. You know, I had all the, the content planned, but I neglected to get all of my equipment ready ahead of time. So this morning was a mad scramble, and I'm sure glad I found some pens last second. I hope they work. If they don't work, then uh, it's going to make today tougher. But you can put all that stuff aside right now. It's not notes. We're going to get to it when we get to it as we go. So we've been talking about serving this month and how service is such an important part of being part of the kingdom of God. And it's such an important part of who Jesus is and who Jesus understood that he was while he was on this earth. And so we just want to refresh on a couple things, right? We talked about that we're focusing on service. It's a reflection of our master who is Jesus. It shows our love for each other, and it shows our love for those who are not yet part of the family of God. And what do we want? We want other people to be part of God's family. Amen? amen. Yeah, I'm going to force that amen if I don't hear it. Okay, so <laughs> let me read to you from Philippians. We read this a few weeks ago. Such an important and beautiful passage, chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Paul says to the Philippian church, Paul's in jail while he's writing this. He says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Do you love being part of the family of God is what he's asking. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Be united, be taking care of each other's needs. Make Paul happy. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves. Boy, that's a tough one, isn't it? Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. And I don't like doing that as much. I like taking my own interest. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. You hear that? Must. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. He wasn't going to hold on to it. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess, declare, in this translation, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All right, so Jesus chooses of his own free will to give up the authority and power that he had to become a human. And even though he gains all that power back, the way he does it is by dying. The way he does it is by serving. And that continues to be the kind of king and ruler that he is. And that's good news, right? We found out when we talked about Jesus serving two weeks ago that Jesus shows up and gives time to others. Jesus is willing to get messy. He got down and he wiped all the things off the feet. But every time that he's hanging out with people, he's willing to touch the people who are sick. He's willing to get up close. He's willing to do the things that are hard to do sometimes for a lot of reasons. And finally, he dies to offer us freedom and new life. And so what do we do in response to that? Well, Let's read some more from Matthew chapter 20. This is what we read last week, starting in verse 24. When the ten of the disciples heard what James and John had asked, you remember? They said, hey, Jesus, can we sit on your right and left hand? That's what their mom asked in this one. 
Everybody else is like, what are you guys doing? Why do you think you're so special? They were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. We've all known people like this, right? We've all known some manager or somebody who got a little bit of power, and that little bit of power went up to their head, and they turned into a monster with it, right? And that's just, what's the, what's the phrase? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. The more power that we get, the riskier it is. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. Why is that? Because when I start having my power and money and authority, I think it's all me, and I did it, and I'm great. But among you, verse 26, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if we want to be ahead in the kingdom, we got to give it all up, right? If we want to be someone that God considers truly great, we got to get on our hands and knees, not just for praying, but for wiping the grime off somebody's shoes. And like some of you guys I know how to do, getting under somebody's car and fixing it, or whatever it is that you can do that is serving somebody else. So last week we said show up, get in the end of the line, ransom for many just like Jesus that our lives are going to be given on behalf of others. We have a variety of gifts. We'll hit that verse again in a minute. And this is of eternal significance, right? Because the choices that we're making today and the way we're living today is going to affect what happens into eternity. As the new kingdom comes and Jesus' reign is fully brought in. He's already king, but there's still something that's not there yet, right? Because it sure doesn't feel like everything's under the reign of Jesus, does it? Nah, but it's coming. It's coming. And we get to be part of that as it continues to grow on this earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this is something that's important forever. So that's our foundation, right? How is Jesus? How do we need to be? So now let's talk about doing it, right? Because it's all a lot of great talk if we're talking, but it's not so helpful if it never gets out of the sermon, right? So what you've got is a couple different things, and I want you to get to your card that says serve on it first. It's just a piece of paper. It says serve. It has a name and other things on it. And what we're going to do is this is the other thing we talked about at the beginning of the year, is we're finding ways to use your gifts at the building, finding ways to do the same outside, and that staff needs to find more ways to include the contact family. So what I want you to do right now is you've got this card. Oh, I forgot one. Back in March, March, we went through the things that led up to the crucifixion and resurrection, if you remember. We did a week on the Lord's Supper where we did the Passover meal up here, and I made David and Valerie eat bitter herbs, and it was good fun. We did the garden up here with the prayers. We did that picture thing through all of the story. And then the first week of it was washing the disciples' feet. What we did that week is we sat down and we made a list of all these ways we thought about as a community that we could serve others. So here's some ideas to refresh your memory of what you guys had already said this year about what we could do as we're getting ready to fill out this card that I've given you. So we could smile. It's important. Words of encouragement. 
We can do community baby showers when people have babies, home and lawn services. We need to know so we can provide for needs. Man, if you don't find out what's going on in somebody's life, how are you going to know what they need? Call and text with compassion. We can do check-ins with people, say I love you, read and eat together. Our praise and prayer time can be service. We can serve people at their houses. We can build things for people, car repair, cook for a friend, write a note. And what do we say last? Show up. Show up. Because this is a lot of who we are over here, isn't it? And one of the things that Kyler and I have been talking about this past week is we were trying to figure out, and there's going to be more about this as we go, we're trying to figure out what is it that makes contact contact? What makes it worth being a congregation? The people, the people here. And what we started talking about is there's a lot of reasons why we're here. One reason that's pretty common among a lot of us is somebody who's not here today, right? Is Ron, was a common reason. Because Ron's a charismatic, powerful leader. Not so much. You, you go to some of these mega churches that have some kind of preacher on there, and you just are on fire hearing their incredible sermons, right? You come here and you listen to Ron preach, and sometimes you're not sure what half of the things he said were, right? Because, because he's got a way of connecting with our hearts, right? But it's not the same as when you go into some of these other places that have these preachers that can wax eloquent, these silver-tongued guys, right? How many years did Ron show up to see you, Billy? Uh, Tell her. More. Tree? Almost 20? Dale? Is that a long time of showing up? One of the things that we love about what Ron's done for a lot of years is he keeps showing up. And so as we think about what it means to be contact going forward, when we put this list together, it was just some phrases, but I think it's more than just some phrases, right? Think souls, what's that mean? I got to think about somebody else, right? It can't just be about me. Show up. We got to show up. And what's that third one? And interrupt lives for the kingdom. A few years ago, one of our interns, her name was Ashley. She was the one who said that. And we loved it. Because that's what happens when Ron shows up, right? Is he don't care what you're doing. He doesn't care. He says, come on. It's time. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Let's talk about the word. Let's pray. I don't care what's going on. It's time to interrupt your life with the kingdom. And so as we think about who we are and who we're going to be going forward, I hope Ron gets bionic parts and lasts here for another 100 years. Reality is... None of us know the day, right? None of us know the day. So what is going to make contact a place going forward that has some of that same spirit? We've got to be people who think souls. We've got to be people who show up. We've got to be people who interrupt lives for the kingdom. And so as we're thinking about how we can serve, I want you to start letting that bake in your mind. That part of what makes contact contact is somebody showed up for us. Somebody kept showing up for us. And if we are going to be the kind of church that God's calling this place to be, this is kind of our 
call. This is kind of our instructions for how we're going to do it. So we're going to think about that more. We've got some other stuff this morning. First Peter 4, verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another, right? All right, so you got your card. If you're online watching, if you're, you know, not here today with us, you can write this stuff down too. But I want you to take your card that has serve on the top, take your pen, I want you to put your name on it. Y'all got these? Everybody should have one. I don't see enough movement. Come on. This is the the response part. It's pretty self-explanatory. You're going to say, the gifts, talents, or skills that I have. Maybe you only have one thing. Maybe you know you got a bunch of things. I want you to write down some of that stuff. That list we just did a couple slides ago, maybe this is some of the things in your gift or talent pool, what you've got, Scott. Maybe you're great at cooking. Maybe you're great at car repair. Maybe you know how to clean a carpet. Maybe you know how to mop really well. We had some people who came and mopped, and we had to teach them how to mop, and it still was, you know, some extra work at the end. But maybe you know how to do that. What is your gift? What's your talent? What do you have that you can offer to the kingdom? And I want you to think about that and write that down. Some of y'all are already serving, and I know it. And I'm amen, church. Some of us have more things we can do. Do we run out of those? Did somebody, did anyone not get this? Because you were passing, that's why. He was passing out, that's what happens. Is you're passing out and you, you don't get one. As you think about that, we're going to keep thinking. Something I could do at contact. And that might not mean contact the building. That might mean contact the people. All right? Something that, that I could do that will bless this group of people with the talents I have. And these are harder questions. Sometimes we've got to think about ourselves a little bit, and we've got to think about what we're good at. Maybe it is a building thing. Maybe you've got a talent for something that we do here at the building. Maybe it has to do with our Sunday service. Maybe it has to do with something through the week. Maybe it has to do with teaching. Maybe it has to do with groundskeeping. Maybe it has to do with cooking. I don't know what it is. Maybe it has to do with writing lots of notes to people. Maybe it's you're great at texting or calling consistently. What's something you can do at contact? Also, if you're a visitor, feel free to think about this in your own context. Where you're at at the congregation you usually go to. All right? And if we're going to be people that are showing up for each other and with each other, we know a lot of people who need a visit. There's a lot of people here who could use a visit during the week. There's a lot of people that we've got on lists from Christmas store or from kids night or from other things who we really need to follow up with and go check on them and pray with them and interrupt their lives for the kingdom too. So I want you to say, what hours and days are you usually free during the week? Now, don't get too worried yet. No one's going to send anybody anywhere by themselves. And there's still more we're thinking about this. This is still a big in process thing that we start talking about around, what, Tuesday? But we're excited. And do you have a reliable vehicle? 
That's important. Because sometimes when we go visit somebody, we might say, can you pick somebody else up to go visit? Or maybe we'll say, okay, I got to come pick you up to visit. And that's good. We just need to know. We just want to know what's going on, what we got in the room. That's part of what this is, is what resources do we have? This is a people who are resource rich. You say, what do you mean? I don't have a lot of stuff. And that might, not be, that might be true, but you are a lot already. God has given you things, and we're going to find out some of what those are because we haven't always been good about this. So this is a basic idea. We're going to keep working on this. Some of us already know some of your talents and gifts. Some things are undiscovered that we haven't had an opportunity to reveal here in the way that we're together. But something like this is going to help us say, oh, wait, you can do that? Man, why have I been calling somebody else to do that for three years? We could have had you come and do this with us instead. Bless the congregation. So that's what we're looking for. So keep working on that. When you finish that, put that to the side. Grab the contact one that has contact on it. And what we're going to do now is we're going to write an encouraging note to somebody. All right? So you got your pen. I want you to look around, look around in this room, and see who is missing. Who's missing? Yeah, y'all, if you don't know who's missing, ask your neighbor. Because there's people who aren't here today. Right? There's some people's spouses that aren't here today. Any one of those two? Do you, you, got, you got an envelope, though. I saw it over there. And we're going to put envelopes in them, and we're going to write a note. Let me grab a pen. I need to be writing a note up here, too, with you guys while we do this. Appreciate you guys for doing that with me. I'm excited to see all of these cards that you filled out your gifts in. I won't be reading all of your notes because they'll be in an envelope. And they can be very personal if they need to be. Make sure you got a name on the front so we can get it to somebody. All right? Put them in. If they'll fit, put them in there. That'll be just stack them on top. That's good. Yeah, if you want to go start collecting, that's perfect. Yeah, that, you're welcome to do that. If people are finished, you can turn in both things to Billy. And he'll start collecting both of them as we kind of wrap up. So right here's our kind of question and charge in this is each of us is commanded to serve. It's pretty clear about that in the Bible. We've looked at those verses. How are you serving? Today we got a chance to write in a note to encourage someone else. And that's a way we serve. And I like that and I appreciate you guys doing that. There are a lot more ways we can serve besides that. And I want you to consider that. Before we sing though, we gotta talk about next week as y'all are wrapping up. And this is important. Next week is our first Mission Sunday. What is Mission Sunday? Couldn't have, what a good plant in the audience. All right, so what is Mission Sunday? So if you have ever been to another congregation who has a Mission Sunday, it's usually they'll set aside one day a year where people will commit an amount of money towards the mission work they do. One of the ways that contact is funded is Park does what's called Sewing for Eternity, that's their mission Sunday. And then a lot of people write checks or they say, I'm going to give this much money throughout the next year for this other mission point. All right. We're going to do things a little differently than that. At Contact, we have a variety of people here with a variety of gifts and a variety of bank accounts. 
We have a variety of needs, a variety of hurt, a variety of, um, it's a good word for it, not just blessings is not quite the right word, but a variety of needs and resources. There's, there's what I wanted. Thank you, wife. Needs and resources. And so next week, I want you this next week to be praying over what you can financially offer. And I want you to know that not a penny of what's offered next week goes to contact. Okay? None of the money that's coming in. We're not doing an offering after the Lord's Supper. We're going to do an offering after the sermon. And none of the money is going to contact. Okay? So you say, where's the money going? Well, I want you to think really hard this week about what you might give. And I also want you to prayerfully really think about what you might need. You hear me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? (laughs) Think about what you can give. And this is money. Think about what you might need. This is also money. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm trying to be a little bit vague. Because we got some more work we got to do before we get there. But I want you to think about a Lord who provides and who has created a community that takes care of each other. All right? Is any of this tracking? Are we more confused or are we starting to get it? 50-50? I'm seeing some blank stares, so I'm a little worried. That's our normal look. Okay, good. (laughs) But I want you to be here next week. Be here next week if you can be here. Okay? Because I'm hoping next Sunday is going to be an awesome experience in the way that God provides and God uses his people to take care of each other. All right? So Mission Sunday, next week on the 24th. Physically be here if you can. Yes. I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited about serving. I'm excited about the way that you guys thought through what we were doing this morning to offer some gifts that you have to the kingdom. Because this is more than just about what can Jonathan do with your talents, right? This is about what has God given you and how do we use it to think souls to show up and to enter up lives for the kingdom? How do we use it to say, there are people that are in this room that are my family that I want to take care of. There are people that are outside of this room who don't know they're part of my family yet, but I want them to be part of my family. How can we use what God has already given us to make an impact in this world? To say, Satan, you don't own all this. God's going to provide. God loves us. Jesus died for others too. And we want to share that gift with them. It's good news, right? That's the good news. The apostles weren't getting beheaded and put in jail and stoned to death because they weren't doing something that was strange to the rest of the world. 
we're not strange enough all the time, right? So let's try some things that are strange. Let's get out there and love people who can't do anything back. Let's get out there and serve people that we ought to not like. Let's get out there and find ways to get among people who need the love of Jesus just like we do. Amen? All right. That's enough of that. It's not, but it's always more. Thank you guys for sharing with me. Let's stand and let's sing.